Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 448. When life isn't what you hoped it would be. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. My name is Daryl Darnell. I once had a grieving mother mistake me for her deceased son. And I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I share lessons I learned from a recent Facebook conversation. Well, yeah, that interesting factoid about myself is true. That's probably a story I'm going to share in a future episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I haven't quite figured out how I'm going to put that episode, that story together, but it's a weird and true story. So stay tuned for that one of these days. Well, today I want to ask you, how do you respond when the people or even the things in your life are not what you hoped they would be? Well, that's going to be our topic of conversation today, so think about that while I tell you about today's fun fact. Do you know what my favorite fruit is? Now, for those of you who are longtime listeners to this podcast, it will come as no surprise that my favorite fruit is pineapple. Yes, that's right. I love everything pineapple flavored, and I wish that I could somehow get my hands on pure pineapple juice by the gallon. I've looked for it. I can't find it anywhere. I thought for sure they would have it when we went to Hawaii. I couldn't find it there. So if you know where to find it, let me know. Well, guess what? Today is Pineapple Day. (laughs) Yes, this comes from our friends over at daysoftheyear.com. Pineapples are a tropical fruit native to the Americas, first found being consumed by the Tupi people. And pineapples are actually herbaceous perennials, meaning that they are leafy, not woody plants that grow for more than two years. And it was really fascinating for me when we went to the Dole Plantation in Hawaii to see just how they're grown and yeah, how long it takes to get a single pineapple. It is truly amazing and just increased my appreciation for this wonderful food. These plants are so ambitious in their growth, though, that if you cut the first fruit off one stalk, it grows multiple more stalks called suckers to produce more fruit. So you get more than one pineapple per plant, and that's amazing. Since their discovery, pineapples have been transported all over the world as one of their unique traits is that once harvested, they tend not to continue to ripen. This gives them an amazing shelf life and lets them remain stored on a shelf for quite some time. Pineapples are useful in so many things, from a standalone treat all on their own, to producing a very tasty fruit beverage full of vitamin C. If you're the sort who likes a rich tropical beverage to cool you down on a hot day, then the pineapple is half of the perfect solution. The pina colada. And getting caught in the rain. There you go. Singing for the day. That's it. That's all you get. Pineapple Day is best celebrated by consuming this delicious fruit, of course. You can have it in any number of ways, including freshly cut and eaten in slices, or you can take it and use it to make an American favorite, the pineapple upside down cake. Who could ask for more on Pineapple Day? Well, 
no one probably, but you know, I happen to also love a pineapple smoothie from Sonic. So if you have a Sonic nearby, I recommend that today. And one of my favorite things to do is just go get a jar of sliced pineapples, put it in the refrigerator for a few hours, let it get nice and cool, eat the slices, and then just guzzle the juice. So however you like to eat them, enjoy some pineapple today because it is Pineapple Day. Well, I would love for you to be a part of the Friday Forum. It's heading your way in just a few days. It's your chance to share your stories of life and the things that you've learned. You can do that by calling 304-837-2278, which takes you straight to voicemail where you can record your contribution. Or, of course, you can head over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. There you'll find ways you can type out your contribution, record it using our SpeakPipe widget, or even upload a pre-recorded audio file. Will you please take a part in the Friday Forum this coming week? If you've never participated, we would love to have you. Or if you've done it before, it's been a while, or even recent, go ahead, send in your contribution. We would love to have you as a participant. Well, one last thing here before we get into today's episode, and that is, it is meetup time. We are having a Golden Spiral media community meetup in chicago on thursday july 7th i know thursday is a weird night a lot of us are going to be there for podcast movement and we had to kind of negotiate it around the podcast movement schedule thursday july 7th you can find out all the information you need to know as well as rsvp by going to golden slash chicago and we would love to see you there Well, here's what I learned yesterday. It finally happened. I found my mom on Facebook. Now, if you don't know why that's a big deal, I encourage you to stop this podcast and go listen to episode seven. Yeah, way back, episode seven of Stuff I Learned Yesterday. And then come back and listen to this episode. Every once in a while, maybe... Once or twice a year, I get the random urge to try to find my mom on Facebook. And every attempt so far has turned up with no leads. I've even searched for her husband. No luck. However, about two or three weeks ago, I decided to search again. This time, I found a listing that looked like it could be a match. The person I found lives in Tennessee, just like my mom, but I wasn't sure that the name of the town was a match, mostly because I couldn't remember the name of the town that my mom lives in. I know that it's a town in the northwest corner of Tennessee, so after doing a quick Google search, the city of the person on Facebook was indeed in the northwest corner. Could this be her? Well, I looked at the pictures, but I still wasn't sure. So then I checked out her friends list to see if I recognized anyone. Now, I don't recall ever meeting my mom's siblings, but I do remember their names. And sure enough, there was a man that matched her brother's name and a woman that matched her sister's name. Wow, this must be her, I thought. Well, I went back to her pictures and I pulled up one that had the clearest image of her face. And I must have stared at that picture for nearly 10 minutes trying to find someone I knew in that picture. I analyzed her eyes, her smile, her cheekbones. I mean, anything and everything. The last time I saw my mom, she was around 35 years old. She's now 64. 
So I looked at the picture again. Is this what my mom looks like aged nearly 30 years since the last time I saw her? I don't know. I couldn't say for sure. I mean, it looked like a complete stranger. The truth is that it is my mom. No matter how long I stare at that picture, though, I'm not going to reach a point where I recognize her. It's been too long. The woman whose image is in my head is a faded memory and only lives within those memories. Well, after finding her and checking her profile out for just a bit, I sat there in my office sort of dumbfounded. I didn't know what to do. I was in a funk. I decided to go for a walk and took my son along, and after a few minutes, I told him about my discovery. He was excited, you know, because he's never met her before. He's asked me about her many times, and I've told him all there is to tell about our relationship. He asked me if I sent her a friend request. When I told him that I had not sent her one, and that I wasn't sure if I would, he was confused. He couldn't understand why I wouldn't want to connect with my mom. It's not that I don't want to, I'm just not sure that I can. I'm not sure how I feel about her right now. I mean, finding her has brought about confusion, and my mind is foggy. He seemed to understand my hesitancy to reach out to her, though. A week later, I was out golfing with my brother, and I mentioned to him that I had found Mom on Facebook, and he was surprised. As it turned out, he also had looked for her several times before, but had never been able to find her. Now, my brother's relationship is a bit different with her because while I haven't seen her since I was about 12 years old, he actually lived with her for a while after he graduated high school, so he's had a relationship with her since he's been an adult. I have not. My brother and I are only two years apart, so it's a point worth bringing up. However, he also has not had contact with her in quite some time. Unlike me, though, he didn't hesitate to reach out. A few days later, he sent me a text to let me know that he'd had a Facebook Messenger conversation with Mom. It wasn't very long, and I won't share all of it with you, but here's how it ended. My brother said, What's in the past is just that, in the past. I reached out to you because I want a relationship with you. Life is getting short. Mom replied and said, I don't know. I will think about it. My brother said, What did we do that was so bad? Mom said, You boys have turned me away time after time. My brother said, When did you reach out to us and we turn you away? Mom didn't respond. So eventually he said, Well, I'm reaching out to you now. I'm getting married soon and I would like you to be there. And once again, no response. And in fact, that was the end of the conversation. Well, I have to admit, I was really surprised by the conversation. There were some other things said that I'm not sharing with you that were even more baffling. I read the whole conversation to my wife, and she just stood there with her mouth open. She couldn't understand how a mother could respond to the request of her own child seeking a relationship by simply saying, I don't know, I will think about it. Here's what I learned. I'm going to state the obvious here and tell you that the relationship I have with my mom 
is not what I hoped it would be. I know some of you have relationships that are similar to my own. It may be with a parent or a sibling or, or someone else. I don't know about you, but for me, it's tough sometimes. I mean, I thought I had this thing figured out. I thought I had made peace with it. I thought I was over it. But seeing her picture, knowing where she is, seeing those words that she wrote, that all opened up feelings and wounds that I thought were gone. Now, I've thought a lot about this over the last several days, and it's even kept me up at night. How does this new information change things? What does it mean? What happens now? Well, honestly, nothing changes. It means nothing new. Nothing happens now. I still have no relationship with her. It still means I feel like she wants absolutely nothing to do with me, and all the times that she said she did were just lies. It still means that if she wants to have me and my family in her life, she has to make the first move, and it's going to be a long, slow, and careful process. But it makes me sad. I see the way that my wife protects, loves, teaches, and fosters relationships with our kids, and I cannot understand the words and actions of my own mother. Why didn't I get that kind of relationship with my mom that my kids have with my wife? So how do we respond when the people or even the things in our lives are not what we hoped they would be? Well, I'll tell you how I respond. I stop thinking about what I don't have. I stop putting focus on the broken relationship that I have with my mom. I quit dwelling on what did not come to pass like I wanted it to. Instead, I focus on what I do have. Growing up, I didn't have a tangible relationship with my mom. Instead, I had a relationship with my stepmom. And while I certainly didn't give her the proper respect that she deserved or appreciate the effort she was trying to make to love and care for me at the time, I do realize it now. I'm still connected with her, and while we rarely see each other in person, since she's no longer married to my dad, we do stay connected online. And I'm grateful to have had her in my life during my childhood. I'm also grateful for my grandma. She and my grandpa spent countless hours loving us, teaching us, guiding us, and helping us find the right path. They showed great patience, grace, and even discipline when necessary. My grandmother has had a very motherly influence in my life, and I am deeply grateful for having her as such a close part of my life even to this day. Lastly, I'm grateful for my mother-in-law. I know it's fun to give mothers-in-law a bad time or paint them in a negative light, but I am blessed with a wonderful mother-in-law. She raised three very fun, respectful, and caring children of her own, one of which I get to call my wife today, and my kids get to call mom. She's a wonderful grandmother to my kids. She's always supportive of Carrie and I, and she can make the most delicious meal you've ever had out of pretty much anything she has in her cupboard. So that's what I've learned. We all have things in our life that are not what we hoped they would be. Those things may be our job, our financial status, health, place of residence, relationships, or countless other things. 
We do ourselves no good if we spend time thinking about what might have been or dwelling on what we don't have. Instead, we should turn our focus on what we do have, no matter how big or small that is. When we focus on what we do have, we turn thoughts of regret into gratitude, sadness into joy, pain into comfort, and defeat into victory. It's only then that I realize that I may have lost out on having a great relationship with my mom, but I have succeeded in having three other great women shape who I am today. Because of that, life is good after all. I'm Daryl Darnell, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. Join the Stuff I Learned Yesterday Facebook group at Facebook.com slash groups slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. And if you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I would be grateful if you'd leave a review in iTunes by going to GoldenSpiralMedia.com slash iTunes.